we have been talking about how do we share our hope. And um, let me see if I can. We, we're at the stage where we're looking at um, five confidence boosters. Remember, all of this is within the context of Jesus said, I will teach you how to fish. Okay? He, 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 and, you know, we really need to take that to heart. He didn't teach us how to, you know, kind of invade and overtake and, and pummel people. Do you understand? He said, hey, cool your jets. Learn to fish. You know, and we really need to learn how to be patient and how to do this. And so all the things I'm sharing with you need to be done with that attitude, with that, you know, mindset. Okay? I don't want you to take this stuff and go attack people with it. Please don't do that. <laughs> all right? This requires time. This requires patience. This requires you to build relationship with people as much as you can. Now, you know, some people can uh, kind of build a relationship in two minutes almost. They know how to talk to people. You know, I, I, those, those, those are sort of, to me, those are kind of evangelists. Those evangelists that don't become evangelists go become used car salesmen or something. You know, I don't know. Because <laughs> you know? they just can talk anybody into anything. And God will hold them responsible for the gift he gave them, by the way, you know, for selling cars. Anyway, <laughs> let's leave that one alone. Uh, everybody has gifts placed on the inside of them. And if you have a gift for this, praise God, go do it. But for all the rest of us, Okay, all right. We need instruction and we need to know how to approach this and how to do it right and not go against the Spirit of God and not grieve the Spirit by doing our thing, you know, and getting notches on our belt. Amen? All right, that's my introduction. All right, so <laughs> five confidence boosters. These are things that I pray that will help you to understand people know where they're coming from, the, the things that you may be facing, and the truth behind it all. Are you all with you? Not, not the facade, not the thing that you're seeing in front, but what, what's behind it. Okay, so the first thing that we looked at last week was that everybody I meet has the same basic longings that I do. And that's the truth. You know, you didn't become something other than human. You're still human. Everybody has the same basic longings that you do. You know what has happened to us? We have got to the place that God has met our needs and our wants and our longings for so long now we take it for granted. And we think that's true for everybody. It ain't. <laughs> you know, they're still struggling out there. And then we wonder what can we say to help them and persuade them. Well, we need to recognize some of the things in our life so that we can now minister it back out to people and give them good news, the hope that you have. Amen. Amen. And that's what Peter talks about, you know. Anyway, the second thing, <coughs> everybody has the same questions I do. Now, that's really important. All the questions you asked before you became a Christian, I had a lot of questions. I had to really go back in time, a long, long, long time, <laughs> okay? and try to think about all the things that were racing through my mind, all the questions I was asking. And you need to realize that 
People ask the same questions. They, were, they are asking the questions you have answers for. They're still asking. Are you all with me? And you need to understand that those questions plague everyone. Do you know why? Because remember again, we looked at the, the, the scripture that says that God has placed eternity in our hearts. He put questions in there. He put them in so that we go looking for the answer because he is the answer. And we need to be the people that give them the answer. Amen. Don't hide it. This is one of those tests you really need to share the answer with, you know, whatever answers you've got, help him out. All right, number three. Most people don't really know what they believe. And they often contradict themselves. We looked at this before. And you need to listen out for that. You know, whenever the enemy is involved, he will always contradict himself. Now, people say the Bible contradicts itself. No, the King James Version contradicts itself. The Bible never does. I thought that was the Bible. No, that's the translation of the Bible. Are you all getting that? You really need to know the difference. So when people point stuff out from the King James and, and have little laughing emojis and say, see, that contradicted this over there when this was said and that was said instead and blah, 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 just, yeah, 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 okay? D don't, don't get upset. Don't have a crisis of faith. That's just a translation, dude. Don't worry about it, <laughs> okay? In the original, nothing contradicts itself. Just know that. Okay, in fact, you know, people that actually read Greek don't read this because they know how flawed the thing is to a degree, you know? Now, don't stop reading a Bible because the pastor said, this is all useless, I'm not going to read it. Read it, okay? God will talk to you through it. And there are some fantastic things in it. And well, that's why you come to church because I, I can't explain it all to you. <laughs> so you can go, I know what that means now, <laughs> right? And that's why you have to go to church. That's where the saints get perfected. Okay, all right. Now, we are going to number four. I need to get to number four. Confidence booster number four. Anyone can be saved. I started this last week. Can be saved if I listen for the key to their heart. That key, listen, is their unmet need or hidden hurt. I told you this was a big one. I wanted to come back to it. Okay, and... Um, I don't want to spend a long time on it, but I do need to spend a little bit of time on it because this is where you catch most people. This is where most of, your, oh, let me rephrase it. This is where your greatest opportunities lie. If you can find out what it is, because this is why Jesus went to the cross for, so that we can have those needs met, finally. And the hurts that we've been nursing finally healed. People carry that, it, it, you know, it literally, I'm trying to look for the right word, but, you know, it colors everything in your world. Your hurts and your unmet needs just does a number on you. And all of your reactions and who you are and all of that comes from there. Wouldn't it be wonderful if all of that, all your needs were met? According to his riches. Okay. And all your hurts were healed. How would you be? Well, exactly. Hopefully the way you are now. But there are people out there that have those hurts and needs. So let's go and have a look at this. The Apostle Paul traces all of this. See, I want to show you where all this started. 
he traces it all the way back to one event, one incident, and says in Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of God's glorious standard. What I want to do today is I want to share a little bit about this because one of the things we've done wrong with this is we approach people and attack them with all have sinned. And they say, but I'm a good person. And no, you're a sinner. That does not work. So I want to share something with you and reveal something to you that I pray that will help you to think correctly about this and be gracious. Do you all get that? Okay. One, one translation said again that it said, everyone falls short of God's glorious ideal. Now, this is what you need to know. Go to Romans chapter 5, verse 12. I'm going to look at it from the New Living Translation. We need to know that this was the result of Adam's sin. With the Apostle Paul saying in Romans chapter 5, verse 12, when Adam sinned, sin entered the entire human race. Did you get that? You can't, you know, don't go to people and attack them with you've sinned. See, that's not the problem. The problem was Adam sinned and sin entered the human race. You got born into the thing. So no matter how good you are, there, you're carrying a virus. You're carrying something in you that needs to be healed, that you need redemption from. Do you all understand? Okay. Not that you did anything wrong. Necessarily, I mean, you did, but never mind, we won't get to that right now. Okay? But you carry, something was given to you. So you, you actually got something passed down to you that you had no say in. Do you understand now that's the reason why salvation is free? Because you had no choice in the sin. And so God so loved you. And said, I don't want you to suffer for something that somebody else did. So I'm going to send my son to the cross. And anyone that calls upon his name shall be saved. They'll just get out of that straight away. Isn't that beautiful? That's good news. Good news isn't you are a sinner. <laughs> good news is there's a way out. Out of something you had no choice in. But at least you have a choice in this. So anybody that goes to God and says, this is unfair. It's, you know, blah, blah, blah. Why should I go to hell? Because I, you know, something somebody else did. Well, God says, I understand. Which is why I had a free gift for you. What is so difficult about receiving Jesus? I mean, what is so hard? What is the mountain? What is the problem? Oh, I don't want to do, get religion. Oh, please don't. I don't want to either. <laughs> don't get religion. Get God. That's all we want to do. We just want to connect you to God. Because He is your solution. He is your creator. He loves you more than you could ever know. Amen? That's the good news. Now, understanding, you know, back in the day, the good news back then was that Jesus was alive, that he had risen from the dead. That was fantastic news. Because if he stayed dead, we're in trouble. 
okay? But he rose from the dead. He overcame sin. He said, all authority has been given to me. Now you go. You do this. Amen? Okay. Let me get back to my notes now. All right. <laughs> I've said here, let me just read this all out to you. In Romans 5.12, it says, When Adam sinned, sin entered the entire human race. Adam's sin brought death, so death spread to everyone. For everyone sinned. Or literally, death passed upon all men in the one Adam in whom all sinned. Do you get that? That's what it's trying to say there. Because Adam sinned and we were all in Adam, we ended up getting that thing. Amen? So... <laughs> That's what we need to understand in ministering to people. We need to understand that they were dragged down with this. But there's good news. And also why? The Apostle Paul says to Timothy, in 2 Timothy chapter 2, I want to read from verses 24 through, I think it's 26. All right. Listen carefully to this. He says, the Lord's servants, that's us. Okay, never mind. All right. <laughs> That's me. Okay. All right. Oh, there's another one there. Okay. All right. <laughs> the Lord's servants must not quarrel, but must be kind to everyone. They must be able to teach effectively and be patient with difficult people. Listen, they should gently teach those who oppose the truth. How do you do it? Gently. Perhaps God will change those people's hearts and they will believe the truth. Did you get that? If you are gentle, it will allow God to speak to them further. You know, it's not what happens when you are in front of their face. It's what happens when they're going to sleep that night. Oh, that's when God gets the loudest. That's when your words come resounding through. And you think you may not have had any kind of effect, but they, you know, God uses your voice to speak to them because you spoke to them and he'll honor you in that way. And they'll keep thinking, oh, I keep hearing his voice. Like Kenneth Copeland said, you know, <laughs> when he was ready to get saved, he said, you know whose voice he heard? He said he heard his, his little Sunday school teacher, little short little grandma of a thing. That said, Kenneth, you need to get saved. And that came through. <laughs> she died and everything. And he got saved. Because that little grandma pointed a finger and told you, you better get saved. She also goes to Kenneth, you better cut that out. <laughs> when he was being naughty. <laughs> See, your words, if they're the word of God, become as eternal as God. Because an eternal God will keep bringing them back up. In your voice. Hallelujah. Wow. All right. Anyway, that blesses me. Okay. All right. I love verse 26. It's, uh, this is all from the New Living Translation, by the way. He says, then they will come to their senses and listen and escape from the devil's trap. They will come to their senses. They'll go, what am I doing? Hello. For they, listen, they have been held captive by him to do whatever he wants. People think 
that, you know, I want free will. I want to do whatever I want. I don't want any of that God stuff because I want to do what I want to do. Guess what? As soon as you say no to God, you are trapped by the devil and forced by him to do his will. Oh, yeah, he doesn't give you a choice. He'll push you and shove you and make sure you do it. Mm-hmm. And so because of all of this, here's my introduction. <laughs> Heck of an introduction, isn't it? Because of all this, the entire human race, listen, suffers in different ways, especially in the areas, areas of unmet needs and hidden hurts. Hallelujah. Now, with all this in mind, let's see how we can minister to people effectively, knowing that no one is immune to attacks from the enemy. Did you hear that? All right. And everyone, no matter who they are, have both unmet needs and hidden hurts in their life. Let's begin by taking a quick look at unmet needs first. There's a lot to be said about this, and since this is not a series on psychology and counseling, I had a lot of stuff that I could have brought to you. I'm going to keep it simple, and let's go to Philippians chapter 4 first. Okay, <laughs> you all know this scripture. I was almost going to talk to you about mirroring and all sorts of things, and I thought, you know what, this is not psychology. We won't go there today. All right, let, let me deal with some simple things. All right, Philippians chapter 4, verse 19, it says what? Do you know you know this scripture, but have you ever thought about ministering it to people? He says, but my God shall supply your need. Yeah, but I don't know how. Yeah, no, no, no. You don't have to be smart. <laughs> okay? You don't have to figure this out. My God. You need to know my God. My God shall supply, shall supply all of your need, all of your need. You've got unmet needs, he'll supply all of your need according to not your circumstances, his riches. Now watch. I always love this at the end of everything is by Christ Jesus. His love gift. You have to do it through Christ. You're not going to get any of it without him. Well, why do I have to receive Christ? Well, what's to, what is the problem with receiving him? No, seriously. That's the big question. I don't know what, you know, just God's going here and you're going now. Why? You want your needs met? Uh-huh. Take the gift. A few words and you're there. What is it that's stopping you? Think about what's getting in the way. And ask yourself, how unreasonable is it? What's trying to stop you from having your needs met? Should you be listening to that? See what I'm saying? You know, sometimes we just get passionate about things and don't know why. It's, you know, <laughs> I have to tell on myself. When we were, um, yeah, when we were, <laughs> when, when, you know, when I was learning uh, sort of how to edit and, you know, we've got this program that we're using. And, um, and so Andrew jumped in and said, you know, I can help you with this, help you with that. But you know, I just got so stuck in doing things a certain way. I'm like, I want to do it like this. And you know, one day he just turned on to me and said, you know, I'm trying to help you, don't you? <laughs> Duh. 
Sorry. What, what do I do again? <laughs> you know? See, that's the problem with us. We just get so... Mm, like a dog with a bone. Let go. It's killing you. It's poisoned. Spit it out. No, and just like, <laughs> and that just was like a revelation to me. Ta! And I thought, they're trying to help me. Accept the help, fool. Say yes. <laughs> you know? I, I'm, I'm serious, you know, just in things. So my question is, what is stopping you from receiving God's help? Hmm? All right. So... The, when it comes to basic needs, let's go to Matthew chapter 6, verse 31. You know these verses, but you need to know how to minister them back out. I'm, I'm not teaching you anything new. What I'm doing is uh, teaching you how to use what you already know. See, you guys have such a rich heritage of Scripture. You have been here for so long. You know more than you realize. You have so many weapons at your disposal, but you've never been taught, my fault, never been taught how to actually use them to get people saved. You know how it works for you, but how does it work out there? That's what I'm doing. So all I'm doing is just pointing certain things out so that you can then run with everything else that you know once you get a hold of this. You know, once you sort of go, oh, is that how it works? You know what I'm trying to say? I'm praying that then God will start to reveal other things and go, I could use this for that and this for that. And oh, hallelujah. Rescue people, left, right, and center. Get them out of the grip of hell. Amen? Praise God. So let me read these verses. Jesus is speaking here. He says, Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father, listen, knows, knows that you need, you need. Got unmet need? He knows you need all these things. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Receive Jesus Christ. And all this stuff will be added to you. You want stuff added to you? You want to stop working for this? You want to rest? Call upon his name. Receive the free gift. Get God in your life. And he will add to you. You're preaching a prosperity gospel. Oh, hush. We all need clothes. It's called indecent exposure when you run out there without clothes. Hello. Also, you die of starvation if you don't eat. What shall we eat? What shall we wear? So that we're not starving and, you know, indecent exposure happening everywhere. Okay? See, again, things that we take for granted... But you can look at people that are struggling today, especially with all the crises that are on. Hello. And there's a solution. These are very powerful scriptures. You know, when you consider that most people go without. We believe God, but people just go without. And you need to get that. How do I know? Because we're supporting those people. We're sending money to them every month. Yeah, we haven't stopped giving the charities, okay? <laughs> we'll still do, but we don't want to make a big deal out of it. And we get some beautiful letters back from, from them. But see, there are people out there that really are suffering. Yes. Amen? And you carry the answer with you on the inside. Beyond this, there are also more serious unmet needs. Let's get a little bit more serious. Such as the need for forgiveness, which so many of us take for granted. 
And for which the Apostle Paul says in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 7, in him, Ephesians 1, 7, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin. In him we have redemption through his blood. Again, Jesus Christ. Isn't it interesting? It always ties in with Christ. Huh? The forgiveness of sins. You know, to this day I remember, and shame on me. You know, I remember I was sitting down to some, next to someone, and, you know, there was, uh, you know, I, I was very young. And they were saying, oh, I'm such a sinner. And, you know, I'm, I've just done horrible things. And, you know, I, I, whatever is going wrong in my life, it's, I deserve it. It's my fault. And I'm sitting there going, oh, okay, I'm at a party. Uh, let me go find somebody else to talk to. This is too much, man. You know, I, okay, I'm sorry. Okay, I was, I'm not like today. But <laughs> had I known this, I would have turned around and said there is hope. Regardless of what you've done, there is redemption. Somebody has paid for it with their blood so that you could be forgiven of all of this. Do you want that now? Oh, that would have been so easy. But that doesn't happen when, you know, people have all their walls up and everything else. That happens when they kind of a little sloshed. You know, you know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can get a lot of people saved in bars. Anyway, you know, don't drink, okay? But you know what I'm trying to say? They're very loose by then. They're like, yeah, man, let me tell you everything. <laughs> and it's like, no. But you, you see, again, we miss things, don't we? We miss opportunities. We can't be self-righteous. Amen. We need to look for every opportunity. Be non-judgmental, patient, loving, kind, long-suffering, whatever it is. We're trying to help people get out of eternity in hell. Do you understand? What's that worth to you? Okay. Wouldn't that be a, that would have been fantastic news for this guy. That he has, there is redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of everything that he has done. And this one is one of my favorites. And I wanna, yeah, I think this is the last one I want to share with you for this particular thing. <clears throat> There's a, the promise in 2 Corinthians 5, 17 and 18. This is a powerful scripture to minister out to people. This is one of the things that blessed me the most when I first found Christ, when I first came in the kingdom. When I read this scripture, it changed everything. Because before then, I would keep looking back on my life and all of my failures. And I think I'm never going to be anything more than that. And then somebody got up and preached 2 Corinthians 5, 17, and it changed me forever. And I went from, you know, just being the guy that got the wooden spoon in the class to the exact opposite. You all here? Do you know why? Because it's, the Apostle Paul says here, if anyone is in Christ, again in Christ. He's a new creation. You want a new beginning? Do you want a new start? Everybody is looking for a new start. He says, 2 Corinthians 5.17, All things have passed away, 
and behold, all things have become new. That just changed me. When I realized everything old had passed away, God wasn't holding anything against me from my past. No matter how horrible it was, it's all passed away. Everything has become new. Everything has become new. And so, you know what? You know, as I was going through all the psychology stuff, <laughs> okay, one of the things is all the stuff that people, you know, complain about that they missed out in life. All right? And all the support that they missed and all the things that kind of, you know, if it was there, there'd be a normal person today and whole. But it wasn't there. So they're all broken. And they all got problems, okay? And you know what happened? You know what God asked me to do? He said, change your past. In your mind and in your heart, you change your past. To the degree where you say, from now on, my past is, God is my father. Everything is new. Because he goes on to say, and all things are of God. So, you know, my beginning now is in God. If ever I look back, what's your beginning? Oh, it's God. Yeah, yeah, where'd you come from? God. Uh, who you really is, God. Uh, any other question to ask? You want to say God, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, you're getting it now. See, now my vision, my view changed. I don't look back and say, well, I got my mother's this and my father's that and the dog. I don't know how that got in there, but <laughs> okay, none of those things. It's all God now. All things are new. Do I want that to come out? Then I need to let it out. And you need to understand that is one of the greatest gifts you can give people. Is to let them know they can have a brand new start. Everything in their past erased. Amen? And everything from now on is of God. All things are of God. Do you want that? Except Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay? See? We're there. So does this mean I get religion and I have to... No, no, no. I didn't say any of that stuff. <laughs> okay? I just said, anybody that calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Call on him. Jesus Christ, I receive you as Lord. What else? That's it. You're done. We'll deal with the other stuff later. Don't try to clean the fish before you catch it. Y'all know what I'm trying to say? Don't go through the 20 steps of this before you need, you know. No, call on the name. That's all. They just called on the name. And that was it. Now, after you get in, we need to talk to you. <laughs> okay? And God will start to do things in your life to make you someone that you can be proud of. Okay. All right. Ah. But I was meant to do another thing. How, how much time? I've run out of time, haven't I? Uh, can I do this in three minutes? No. No, it's two pages, man. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I pray that you're getting something out of this. Because I want to go on to talk about hidden hurts. Let me give you an introduction. Shall I give you an introduction? I'll give you an introduction. All right. Okay. This is another big one. 
It is a fact of life that life can hurt you. People can hurt you. If we are truthful, we know that some of our greatest pain or some of the greatest pain in our life is underneath the surface where nobody can see. And that is true for everyone, including all those people that look like they have it all together. Did you hear me? Do you know how I know this? Because Jesus said in John 10.10, 10, the thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. And he's very thorough. I added the last bit. No, he'll just, he will just do a number on every single individual from the moment they are born. Let's see if I can get the nurse to drop the kid. Yeah, and you get him a Fibosheth. Try and say that three times really fast. You know, <laughs> you all know me, Fibosheth. You know, that's a guy, the servant was scared because David was trying to look for an heir. And the servant freaked out and ran and dropped the kid and he was lame from that day on. Isn't that sad? But that's how the devil attacks. He just comes and attacks everybody. Every which way he can. And I've said here, he is thorough in his attacks and you can be sure that he has left no one untouched or unmarked. But the good news that you bring to people is that even though no one may see what they're going through, God sees them. Amen? We're going to talk about this. And God knows about those hidden hurts that are in their life. And if they just let him, he will heal every hurt they bring to him. Amen. And that's what we'll talk about next week. I have some scripture for you and some things that will really bless you. And you really need to get a hold of it. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we thank you today for your word. And yes, we are... <laughs> We're traveling through this a little bit slow, but we just thank you, Father. We, people's eternity is at stake. And we want to be trained up the very best that we can in order to bring this good news to people. And to also understand how much good news we have on the inside of us that we can bring to people. So, Father, I just thank you that as the weeks progress, we now have some things that we can actually use to help people. We are getting to those things that qualify as good news and help us to minister to people. And I thank you, Father, as we learn more, we'll become more skillful at this and know how to plunder hell and bring people out translate them out of the power of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son Jesus Christ in Jesus name everybody said Amen, amen.